What's going on, everybody? This is David with the Tents and Tires podcast. We have a new segment here on the Tents and Tires podcast. It's called Tents and Tires Tuesday. It'll be coming out every Tuesday at 9 a.m., as well as our regular podcast coming out every Friday at 9 a.m. On this podcast, it's just going to be me talking about things we've done, recent gear reviews, uh, installs, stuff like that, trips, anything and everything. We got possible, you know, local events coming up. So we'll talk about all that stuff. It's going to be just something for me to put more content out there. And, you know, I, I, can't, I don't know when to quit. So I'm going to keep doing stuff, you know, providing things for you guys so we can really help grow this uh, overland off-road glamping, camping, hiking, all that stuff. You know, we, we want to blow it up here in the southeast. So also, if you guys have any questions, comments, anything, you know, want, things you want to know, things you, you know, are looking to, to learn, Maybe we can help with that. So just submit your questions on our Instagram or Facebook or, you know, website, Gmail. Just send us some questions and we'll see if we can help you out if, if you have some questions or if we don't know the answer, we'll we'll find out who does know the answer and try to get you some, some solid information. We're not experts. We just are navigating our way through this thing like everyone else is doing. So, you know, we're trying to help everybody as we grow, as everyone else grows. So, we're, we're, you know, send us some questions and we'll see if we can help you out there with that. First thing we got on the on the docket today was uh, Sunday. Uh, we had a big event, not a big event. It was a small event. We tried to keep it that way. I every time I get a Sunday off, I try to go out and do something outside with my truck or you know camping related, something along those lines, so I can really stay connected. As I you know, I'm working all the time and doing this all the time. So I'm trying that finding the balance is really key. So. I encourage everybody, every time you have a day off, go ahead and and get out. Uh, Steely Van on episode three talked about they try to get out, you know, three times a, a month if they can. And every time there's a three-day week and they're gone. So I, I encourage everybody to get out whenever they have the opportunity, even if it's for a day trip. doesn't have to be a whole weekend. A day trip does wonders. I'm very happy that we were out for a whole day. We left at 7.30 in the morning and got back after dark, so... Sunday was good, so we'll talk about that. Um, in preparation for that, however, I did learn some things on the Chattanooga meet that I wanted to a- add or you know improve before the next off-road adventure. The main thing being comms. So I, I didn't have any radio communication um, on the Chattanooga meet, which we'll talk more about that on the on episode four with Sawtooth Bound, which will drop. It should be already dropped if you're listening to this. It dropped last Friday. Um, so one thing I really wanted to improve was radio communication. So I did some research and i I usually end up finding things pretty quickly after I dig hard into research, find the best bang for the buck. I'm not out there trying to spend a million dollars. So if I can go on Amazon and find something that is the best bang for the buck, I'm going to do that first. I'm a weekend warrior at best, so I don't need the latest and greatest and you know, all that stuff. So I want something that will do well for me without spending too much money and um, and also if I can pass that information on to you guys I really want to do that so you you as the weekend warrior or the once in a you know three times a month or, or whatever can also really get out there and and do things without spending a fortune because you really don't have to um, one thing I did right before the Chattanooga thing was tires uh, tires are very important uh, I had some ATs on there I think they were Coopers and they were, I bought them used, um, so they weren't in the perfect tread anyway, but I, I switched uh, right before that to MTs, and I went um, with uh, two 65, 75, 16 
Uh, Thunderers. If you go on Amazon, it's probably the cheapest MT that they make. Um, they're called Thunderers. It's Thunder with an ER on the end. So they're great tires. This is my second set I've had. And so far in my two serious-ish off-road you know, uh, adventures with them, they've done extremely well, and I highly recommend them. That's one of the things that I found, just like you know all the other things, that I can do on a fairly decent budget as long as they're pretty decent tires um, and, and still be pretty good. The, I had a set on, on a truck I had, and they did me really well. So I, I really encourage you to get, to look into those tires. I've known multiple people who've had them, and they've been fantastic. So if you're on a budget and want to get a quality mud tire, uh, look at Thunderer. There's, they're usually the Amazon choice. Um, they were when I picked them up, and I think for my 265, 75, uh, 16s, I paid uh, like $127 per tire shipped. Um, so pretty, pretty solid over there. And then I, you know, obviously you have to go get them installed. I, I do need to pick up a fifth one cause I don't have a spare. Um, so I'm going to pick that up at some point, um, and add it to the, to the vehicle. Um, because I, I need a fifth spare. I do have the spare, but it's the same size, just not the mud tire. So I'd rather have all four ma- or all five matching. Um, so I'll probably get into that right before I rotate my tires. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to have that here soon. Another thing I really wanted was, um, communications. So again, I didn't want to spend a bunch of money. Uh, so I wanted to be able to communicate with other, other people on the trail, um, and really, really be able to feel like I'm a part of a group ride as opposed to I'm out wheeling with other people just on the same road. Um, so I wanted to, I, I dove right into communications. I'll have a uh, blog post and eventually we'll probably do a video on it. I wanted to have the the best bang for the buck again on Amazon. So I went to uh, Amazon and again went to Amazon's Choice uh, for the for the unit. And they had basically one choice but three different options. It was the Uniden and it was the Pro, I think it was the 205, 210, and 220 XL. Um, they were 30, maybe 35 and 45 bucks. Um, I ended up going with, they had different, you know, different things within each one of them, but I, I ended up going with the 520 XL, which is, I think it was 43 bucks. And for the extra $13, um, it was well worth it to, to spend, you know, it's got all 40 channels and it had all the, it was the nicest of the three units, um. So I went with that one for the extra 13 bucks. It definitely worth my time. Um, and again, free shipping. Got here in two days. Super cool. So uh, I, I'm really happy with with the unit. I got it in a couple days. You, I actually have a blog post where I flush mounted it into the dash of the trooper. Um, and then I also had to go over to Four Wheel Parts. Um, see my buddy Chris over there and get the antenna and the stud and the, the cord and all that. Uh, I ended up with the fire stick, the two footer, and it's uh, on top of my roof rack right now. So that's a, it, and that's all my blog post. If you want to go check that out, um, on I had some, you know, some details on how I did it, but nothing, nothing too in, in depth. Um, but it's super simple. The one thing I did learn, of course, via research, they um, they say your fire stick or your your CB antenna is going to come pre-tuned and to an extent that's true. And most people say you don't, you know, not most, there are people out there that say, don't worry about tuning your antenna and all that stuff. Uh, 
the other side said your car is essentially going to explode if uh, you don't tune your antenna. So I went with the uh, tune my antenna. So I reached out on on Facebook and got my uh, my buddy Michael Weaver to uh, help me out, and uh, we tuned our antennas, installed his uh, CB at the same time. We uh, he actually ended up having the same unit I have, so that was kind of uh, that was kind of interesting that that he had the same unit um, and. Uh, Got that tuned up and, and ready to go for the the small ride we had this weekend, which turned out to be quite a cool ride. We we wanted to keep it nice and small um, for a couple of reasons. I, I, I think five is a great number for trail riding. Uh, you have less potential for breakage of people. You'll have, you know, you can, you can work it out where you have a similar level of ability with your vehicles um, so you can make that make it more more of a fun ride if you're not stopping every time someone has to uh, get winched out so you know we ha- we ended up having a really good time um, as opposed to it, what's kind of crazy is like the day after we went on our ride uh, we, I saw a picture and videos of probably about 30 jeeps going up the same trail we went up and I don't know how they did it because it was tight for five of us, so, you know, 30 cheeps is crazy, which we talked about in episode four and, and really episode two um, about group size and these huge group rides, and it just really, it really, it's A, not fun because there's such a, you know, a quarter mile of, of vehicles, and B, it's it's, it's got to, creates a heavy impact on the, uh, you know, the environment. So it's, you know, we, we really try to keep our rides anywhere between, you know, five to seven vehicles max. We, it really, beyond that, it's, it's not worth, you know, it's not worth going out and doing because you, you end up, especially if you get, get into something real technical, then you're, you're basically sitting there uh, spotting or winching all day and you really don't get to ride around. So just a, just a little note to add about, you know, group size, and not only is it better for the the environment you're going into, but it really, you know, it really is a lot more fun with small groups, um, especially if it's people that you can you can trust are not going to be out there acting stupid. So we we really encourage the, the small groups, and you know, even if you get gather with a big group of people, you know, maybe go out five, six, seven vehicles at a time, and then you know, or go do different trails and then meet up later. You can all have the, you all have the same experience and then, um, you know, meet up later and talk about it. So just, a just me on my soapbox a little bit about that. I think we should, we were really trying to encourage that. So, um, you know, just something to think about when, when you're getting out there, um, our trail on our ride on, on Sunday, it was me, uh, Eric from classic city overland. um, Ron, who has a nice FJ, he hit us up last minute and joined the ride. Um, Wes of Razor Restoration, uh, Steven of Sawtooth Bound, and me. That was it. It was just five of us. It was also cool because it was a, a diversity of vehicles. We had a Jeep, a Zuzu Amigo, a Trooper, a Dodge Ram, uh, 1500, and an FJ Cruiser. So it was a cool little diversity of vehicles so we could really see what everyone's vehicle is made of. We met up at uh, Nimblewill Church, which we didn't know if it would be occupied or not on Sunday. And this particular Sunday, it was not occupied. Um, so we met up there, uh, and it was kind of cool as we drove up through the the mountains. You know, we could see the snow on the top of the trees, and we didn't really realize that 
that was going to be <laughs> a lot more apparent, uh, you know, upon us real, real soon as we got higher into the mountains. Um, so we did, we did meet down there, um, and we met up at the church and some of us aired down it. I, I, I need to get an air down kit. That's one thing I don't have. Um, on the last two rides, I haven't aired down the trooper. Part of me wants to do it. And part of me is like, you know, I, I think I'm going to get an air down kit again. I'm going to try to find what, what Amazon recommends and do some reviews and, and get something decent. Um, but I don't want to air down too much. In Georgia, you really don't have to. Um, also, I I have a my trooper isn't lifted. It's got the factory suspension. So, the more I air down, the lower my ground clearance. And I really want to uh, keep my ground clearance as high as possible. So I'll probably, you know, in the future, air down a little bit, but not not a great amount. Where I'm not rock crawling or anything like that. Um, and, and honestly, I don't really feel like I don't think I'm at least be lifting my trooper in the near future because really it it does. It has the the bones of whatever I, I need it to do. I, I'm not rock crawling with it. I'm getting out to campsites or just going on some some mountain trail rides, doing a little bit of technical stuff. So I really don't need it to do too much. Uh, lifting is not really gonna. My my truck's already pretty tall too. So uh, you know, lifting's not gonna really do a lot for me. So I'll probably put my money into some other things and some stupid things like snorkels, which I'll probably do because why not? Uh, they got a like a hundred and fifty dollar kit on eBay, so go eBay. Um, so I'll probably end up doing stupid stuff like that instead, uh, because reasons. Um, so we, we, you know, we some of us are down. We started. Uh, we turned on to uh, Nimblewill Church Road, um, and then kind of snaked around Nimblewill Church Road, um, and then finally arrived at Hawk Mountain. So we climbed up. So we got to Hawk Mountain, everyone, uh, it was, as we got higher, the snow increased. Uh, so we finally got to the base of the, the trail and then we, everyone engaged four wheel drive. Um, and up we went the slippery rocks. Uh, it, it was, it was pretty cool. Cause the further we got up, they, the more snow we got. And, um, it was very blizzard like conditions, um, on, on Sunday, it, once we got to the top, it was very, very snowy, very blistery and blow, you know, snow was blowing everywhere. It was really cool. Um, fortunately the, uh, everybody made up the, the hill r- with relative ease. Four wheel drive was probably not even necessary, even though it was slippery. Um, and when you get to the top of Hawk Mountain, it's pretty cool. There's a, like a rock formation that you can, uh, choose to drive up or choose to drive around. Um, I chose the drive around option as I think everyone drove around it, at least going up. And then coming, you know, coming down, you can actually go down that formation too. Uh, we spent a few minutes up there. Again, this is the place that 40 Jeeps went up or 30 Jeeps or however many it was. I don't know how they even, I mean, they would have filled up that entire trail. It's not a very long trail and I don't know how they turned around. So but we, we stayed up there for a few minutes, took in the, in the snow and hung out, and uh, then headed off um, down the mountain. Uh, Steven with his Jeep, uh, Ron with his FJ, and Eric with his, his, uh, his Amigo uh, went down that rock formation. Um, with a little, you know, it, it was a little slick, and I, I don't, I'm not confident enough in the trooper to do, do things like that. I'm still feeling the trooper out. Um, so I'm, I went around, um, and the Dodge Ram went around cause Dodge Ram was very long. Um, that didn't cause too many issues. It would just smacked a few places, um, along the way. So it, it, uh, 
it, it did really well for being so being as long as it is. You know, all the all the rest of us had some relatively short vehicles, so it it worked out better for us to kind of cruise around and not have too many issues. Uh, so we rolled down down the mountain um, to uh, down down Hawk Mountain and uh, got got to the bottom and and continued down for service roads. I'll have to look up where this actually is. I think it's like Cooper's Creek or something like that. Someone can correct me um, on Instagram to tell me. But there's a huge rock formation uh, cutout where a lot of people stop and take pictures. We stopped there when we uh, had the Tundra doing the review for a week uh, to take some pictures when I was out with some of the, some of the Forerunner guys. Um, and that was really cool. Uh, this time, the, however, was really, really cool because they had uh, icicles everywhere. So it was full of icicles all the way up the rock face. So we got to stop and take some pictures. And it was it was actually really cool. It was very cold. Um, but it was it was really cool that we you know we saw that and got to do that um, on, on the way. That's the cool thing about trail riding as opposed to like serious hardcore rock crawling or off-roading or whatever. You know, Thing, there are things like that along Forest Service roads, as well as camping sites. You know, if you want to stop for the night and camp, there's tons of camping sites or just little nooks um, that you can stop at along the way and, and camp and cook lunch or whatever. Um, so we, we really enjoy the, the actual trail riding and then getting into some technical stuff, you know, and being high in the mountains, um, well, high, high as Georgia mountains get, um, high in the mountains and um, just kind of driving and not do anything, have no service on your phone, which is where the CBs definitely come into play. It, you know, it's, it was kind of funny. It was like a group text message. Um, but CBs, cause we're all 30 and 40 year old children. Um, so we, you know, obviously we're having way too much fun on our CBs. Um, uh, but you know, they're great for, you know, stick on the left, low bridge, stuff like that really to, you know, inform people behind you that things are coming up that might be in the way. Um, and then Wes with his Humvee bumper on his Dodge Ram just comes and blows him out of the water with his big battering ram in the front, um, which is kind of funny. Uh, but, you know, we so we, we left that area um, headed, and we were headed to Flatland. We had to stop at a gas station on the way, which was uh, gross to say it kindly. Um, but it was fine. Um, so we stopped and got a very expensive monster. It was like $4.50 or something crazy for one monster. Kind of nuts. Anyway, we headed to Flatland Road. It had been raining. Guy, it rained most of la- of the week prior um, and heavy. And actually, the day before we went out on, on Saturday, it rained a lot. Like all day. So we were kind of concerned about uh, running up Flatland Road. Uh, so we decided to bypass the, the up and come down Flatland Road, which actually proved to be kind of a challenge in itself, um, as we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, so we we went down Flatland Road. Uh, we bypassed the first entrance, came up with the second one. You, you hit it on the small Forest Service Road and go headed up through this Forest Service Road and up some, you know, fairly decent hills. There's a few water crossings, a few things like that. So we, we really wanted to, you know, take it slow. And it was, it was a little slick, so we wanted to make sure we, we, we were uh, doing things carefully and safely so no one broke. Uh, and the cool thing about Flatland is, well, cool thing or not cool thing, is once you get to the top, of the, especially coming down, there there is no turning around. Um, you're, 
you're doing it or you're uh, or you're doing it. There's no there's no backing out once you're past a certain point. So we got to the top there and you make a left down this not too bad little uh, embankment and we uh, we started down the, the hill and um, it it was uh, it was cool. It was uh, fairly steep. Um, not nothing too crazy, just you know some some drops and big thing about going down a, a hill like that or a trail like that is you have to know where your tires are placed and where you're gonna drop onto and stuff like that as opposed to going up. You kind of can see where you're going and know what you're doing. Going down like that, especially on on, on a downhill like that, the spotters are are a are must, and, and tire placement is uh, is very key. Uh, I I do, you know, going down I probably wouldn't have benefited too much from airing down on that trail. Uh, going up would be a different story, um, and, and maybe at, on a, on another trip we'll go up flatlands. I just wasn't a hundred percent sure um, on the troopers' abilities. Uh, they're they're good. I just didn't know how good, and um, I think I I think it'll go up. Uh, I think it's got just enough ground clearance. I don't think I hit but once, and that was on the the hitch all day. So that was cool. Um, so we started down the curve, and um, one by one got down there. And and the big thing about flatland is, or flatland flatland. I think it's flatland. No s. Uh, I keep saying s. Um, there gets to a point where there's basically walls, like big mud walls, and there's trenches, and you're basically, they're like back and forth trenches that you're going to fold your mirrors in, you're going to get in that rut, and you're going to be millimeters uh, from that wall. So it was pretty nuts. I, I was, it was the most fun I've ever had with my foot on the brake. I was, uh, it was quite a rush actually, um, getting into that first rut. Uh, you basically, of course, I didn't have my seatbelt on, which I should have after, because once you get in that rut, the uh, seatbelts don't work anymore. Uh, they just automatically lock up. So I got into that first rut and didn't have my seatbelt on, and uh, that was no fun. I was sliding, but you know, you're literally millimeters away from the wall, but as long as you kind of turn into the rut and um, and have a good spotter, you can, uh, you can get down there without any damage at all. I think all five of us got through without any real, you know, real serious damage or any damage at all. Um, but you go down to the left, you're able to, uh, you know, get in that, that trench to the left and you can see some pictures on our blog. We have a blog post about our our whole adventure. So you can go to uh, expeditiongeorgia.com and check out our blog for uh, some more pictures. It's also on our Facebook page and Facebook group. Um, and obviously our Instagram. So there's lots of cool pictures of this, this, uh, journey. If you, if you, if you will, um, so you get down the first one and then you swap the other side and then that's when it gets really interesting. You really have to have a spotter when it's on the passenger side and you can't see how close you are to the wall. Um, you really lose a sense of where your wheels are. There's one point where I was turned all the way right and wasn't able to move forward anymore and everyone stopped and looked and I thought I had broke something because it wasn't moving forward but in fact, my wheel was just turned so far to the right that it wasn't going anymore. So, you know, everyone was like, turn, turn driver. And I'm like, I am driver or turn straight. So, you know, I, I really lost the, you know, that sense of where my wheels were. So it was really interesting to do. Um, and then you go back and forth, these switchbacks and, uh, like, and it, it, it's pretty cool. You go, it's probably a quarter mile down the, down of just ruts. 
Um, and actually, again, like I said, going down was pretty interesting because you really have to worry about where things are going to land and, and what you're going to do. Uh, we got all, all of our got the, the all the vehicles through. We had um, Eric with the the Amigo come down first, and then the rest of us followed suit all the way down. He had been there a whole bunch of times, so he's very familiar with it. So that really helped uh, us on that. And uh, then we uh, came down. Actually, the the at the end of that the it actually gets a little bit tricky because that there's a pretty tight turn that you have to go, and that's where that was one place where tire placement was really important. Um, we had to check, uh, make sure we were we were we had our tires in the in the right places on on that last curve where uh, apparently a lot of people have some issues. Uh, but we came down no problem. Um, again, the trooper with the uh, the setup that it has from the factory, it did really really well. Um, so we. I was very happy with the, with the uh, the way it, it worked out, uh, and then we got down to the next little obstacle, and uh, my wife wanted to drive, so I didn't realize that her first time was going to be uh, as uh, technical as it was. But the the next section is actually arguably more technical than the section we just came through, um, and I just you know she hopped behind the wheel, and we kind of snaked down that little section right there. Um, Again, that section was fairly technical, and, and that actually at that point was a real good, um, was really good for having CB communication because that was a much slower section, and you know some of us got got through it, and then the next person would go. So you know it's kind of good to call ahead and say, "Hey, I'm through. Go on. You know you can come on now because we got through." So that was that. That's one place where the the CB communication was really uh, really helpful. Um, so we, we got through that section, and the cool thing about going the opposite way of Flatlands is you can, or Flatland, is you finish with a lot of water crossings. So we had a bunch of small little water crossings and then a really big one to, to finish out the trail. Um, a lot of mud pits. It, it, was, it was a good time coming through there. That was a great finish to our, uh, our, that trail. Uh, we did, uh, Stephen lost a fender on his passenger side and found it. And then by the time we got to the end of the trail, uh, we realized his driver's side Jeep fender had fallen off. So he and Ron went back to uh, see if he could rescue it. And uh, sticking out of the mud, like the Georgia Loch Ness Monster, there it was, just sitting there um, being all being all Jeep fender-y, hanging out in the water. Um, so we found that, popped that back on, and we still had some daylight uh, left, so we decided to... We initially bypassed the uh, swinging bridge. I think it's the, um, oh, I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. But uh, there's a swinging bridge over there in that in that area. So we decided to go check out that swinging bridge, which we found, yeah, it was actually a pretty decent little uh, trail, you know, some bumps and stuff like that, getting there. And then we had to hike probably a quarter mile down to the, the bridge. It was a really, really cool way to finish out our day. <laughs> of course, we were all grumpy and hungry but it was it was a cool way to to finish the day off um so we really want we really wanted to check that out because we missed it earlier in the day so that that was a really really cool thing and then we ended up at a terrible mexican restaurant in blue ridge and um that's pretty much it we had a really good time um and it was it was it'll be a good story to tell all in all a, a good day uh some people i think everyone got most out mostly unscathed uh, Wes's Ram is having an issue or two right now after his uh, journey into a mud puddle twice. Uh, that was <laughs> that was something, uh, but 
you know, that puddle was a little deeper than we thought, but it, it worked out okay, and we, we got out of there. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to be doing this every week. It may not always be a, a trail story. It may be something we did, you know, gear review or something like that. Uh, so let us know what you think about this. Let, let us know if you like it and you want to want to want me to keep doing them. Um, just give me a shout on Instagram or anywhere, Twitter. We're on all all the things. You can find us uh, Expedition Georgia on Instagram, Tents and Tires on Instagram, uh, Expedition Georgia on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. YouTube, Gmail. Um, so you can find us all there. So give us a shout. Let us know what you think about this this little. Tuesday podcast and we'll decide whether or not we want to keep doing it or not. I'm sure we will because it's going to be interesting. We're going to have some some fun stuff to talk about. Um, real quick before I go, I want to mention a couple events. I think every week at the end of uh, at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about things coming up so people are aware of things they can get out and do, especially in the southeast, um, and meet up with others in the community. I know the first Sunday of the uh, of February, the Chattanooga Off-Road Monthly Meet. It's I think it's first Saturday this 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 month. Um, so go ahead and I don't know the exact location or anything like that. So go to uh, Chattanooga Off-Road Monthly Meet on Facebook. I think it's Chat Off-Road Monthly Meet on Instagram, and check out their next event. Uh, we went to that one a couple weeks ago and it was really cool. Uh, we're we're not gonna probably go back till April, but we'll go back on April. In, in April, and they have like a camp out weekend, so that'll be really cool. Also, if you're in the Atlanta area, uh, Stables and Tents, who you remember from our first episode, uh, is having a meetup on the 9th of February. I believe that's a Saturday at 6 p.m., and that one's at the uh, Starlight Drive-In down on Moreland Avenue in Atlanta. So if some of you people on the south side or over on the, the west side are having, you know, can't get up to some of the north side stuff, uh, that's a good one to go to. Again, it's at the... Uh, the uh, Starlight Drive-In, uh, February 9th at 6. So go ahead and go over to their page and uh, get the details on that. And um, thanks for listening. Again, check us out on Instagram, Expedition Georgia, at uh, Tents and Tires. And uh, we will uh, catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening.